Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today in another timey-wimey episode where it's my morning and his afternoon, Josh Meany. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, tell us a little about yourself. Where where are you calling from? I'm Irish. I'm from Ireland. Uh, I am 21 years of age, and I've been a Bruce fan since very young, since about three, maybe. Uh, so a long time, uh, exactly right. Well, I always love getting the next generation of Bruce fans in the uh, show. Uh, it's nice to know that our the Springsteen fandom is uh, in good shape. Well, talk about growing up, Josh. You, I assume, you grew up in Ireland. Was it a? Was there a lot of music played in your household when you were a child? Yes, um, Bruce was played a lot. <laughs> so that's how. I was introduced. Um, my dad is and was a huge fan of his first show was the Slane Castle show here in Ireland. You may have heard that one in in eighty five. Yes. So that was his very first show. Um, Bruce was the Bruce was the artist that was played a lot here at home. I think who else was played. Um, yeah. Did uh, so uh, so I ask this sometimes to people and people like yourself that are a second generation. Um, you know, I'll ask when is the first time you remember hearing Bruce? And in your case, you can't. I'm going to put words in your mouth. You can't remember a time when you didn't hear Bruce. Correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so often, Josh, people rebel against their parents' music. You know, they're like, no, 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 I'm, you know, I'm going to find my own way. Tell me, why didn't that happen to you? Was there something about Bruce's music that just spoke to you? Yeah, well, one of, if not my very first memories of him is watching the 2002 Barcelona DVD. Okay. And that just captivated me. The energy, the voice, the guitar play, the whole thing just captivated me. And I was like, I'm going to love you for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people feel that way. Um, do you, are, are there, did your mom, or what did your what kind of music did your mom listen to? Oh, she listened to everything. Like, her favorite song is the river that was played at my parents' wedding. Um, but she listens to everything. She she, she likes Bruce as well, but not as much as my dad and I. Um, but she likes everything: Taylor Swift, Adele, God, whole play, everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, so I always like to preface this, Josh, with, you know, the amount of shows you've seen is not necessarily a good barometer of how big of a fan you are, right? Depending on where you live, yeah. what's your age. So have you been able to see Bruce perform live? Yes. Oh, talk to me how many times and tell me a little bit about those shows. I've seen him 
eight times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my very first one was in 2005 on the Devils and the Hust yeah. tour in the Tree Arena. Well, back then it was called the Point in Dublin here uh-huh. in Ireland. Um, he, at the very end of the show, <laughs> it was during Dreams. Baby Dream, I think that was a laugh, but um, mm-hmm. I was asleep. I fell okay. asleep. I was only five, and oh, how fun! Yeah, and Bruce saw me, and he brought me up on stage and gave me a guitar pick, which I have framed right across the room from where I am now. <laughs> wow, that's pretty funny. Did did someone take a picture of you on stage? There, there, yes. There was a picture taken, but I haven't seen it in years. We had it on an old laptop. Okay. Totally threw it away. Um, but, of course, yeah. if someone could find that picture, we much, much appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. That's, that's uh, you know, because I always include a picture when I release the episode, and that would have been pretty fun. Yeah. To, to have that for you. Um, so how about, that's a great memory. Uh, you know, uh, I take it you still have the pick? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's very cool. What, uh, tell me about some of the other shows you've attended and, and some memories of that. My very first East Street show then was in Belfast in 2007. Okay. And again, I was only seven. Um, and we were sitting beside the stage but high and before Bruce came on the stage the security guard came up to him mm-hmm. he gave two guitar picks again from Bruce and Steve Van Zandt mm-hmm. and he also gave us the handwritten written list of the show which I also have framed on <laughs> nice yeah. that's that's really cool um what is do you think it's because you were so young when you're going is the reason why bruce kept bruce and his people kept noticing you guys yeah maybe that could have been us yeah that's awesome i you know what a what a really cool memory to have um what was the what was the first you know what what's the latest show you've attended uh, in 2016, the Hoblin Night One. Um, yeah. That was the last show okay. that I attended. I was hoping um, this year to see him in Ireland, London, Rome, and Barcelona because I hadn't seen him outside of Ireland before. But yeah. we all know what happened with the 2022 tour. <laughs> yeah, uh, the tour that never was announced, uh, you know, got canceled. So you can't yeah. really cancel something that wasn't ever officially announced. But yes, we were all very disappointed. So, Josh, talk to me a little bit. What are some of your favorite albums and songs? And and tell me why you love them. Well, my favorite album is probably if I had to pick one, it would be the the rising. Okay. Because and uh, because also of the Barcelona DVDs, yeah. that was the first uh, performance that I watched, and also my aunt was in 
New York at the time when 9-11 happened. Mm. Thankfully, she came out unscathed. But if she was in the World Trade Center at that time, something could have happened to you. You never know. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, that's my first live show was The Rising here in Dallas, Texas. And so I have a special place in my heart for The Rising as well. Um, Devils and Dust was the first tour I went to after I, like I had, I had bought the CD and listened to it, listened to it, listened to it. And, um, the, uh, so Devils and Dust has a little special place in my heart because that was the first show that I really had heard the songs on a CD and, and new songs and then got to hear them. Right. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Um, so um what uh are you I, I think you're you're going to uh university right yeah. yeah what are you studying i'm studying software development okay so it's all computers and coding and all all yeah. that stuff and uh that's uh it's going well yeah all fine oh good good where are you uh what uh, uh what uh year in uh at school are you in I'm in second year. Okay, so a sophomore, very nice. Um, what about that? Why did you decide to pursue that? What What made you think that's what you wanted to study? Well, I've always been into computers and computer games and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that, that was why. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. So talk to me a little about... Um, when your thoughts on Letter to You and Western Stars, you know, um, as the latest right. <laughs> albums, tell me a little bit of your thoughts for those. Well, I Western Stars, I'll, I'll say first because that came up. Um, sure. Western Stars is a fantastic album. Um, I kind of wasn't expecting it yeah. to be as, as different sounding as it was. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's completely different to his other. I say this in inverted commas solo mm-hmm. albums. There's a more western sounding <laughs> to the album. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually thought he should have done a. <laughs> Apologies. That's um, okay. That was my Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought he should have done a tour with that with the orchestra yeah oh yeah I agree. yeah I, so, I agree uh that, that would have been fantastic. great oh yeah yes. and and i was so happy that we got you know the film so at least we got to see this orchestra but yeah that would have been a really really cool um you know year um what and and i love that barn i i just yeah, love that barn so much yeah yeah, just like, oh, man, that is great. Um, so how about Letter to You? Uh, you know, from my perspective, I was just blown away when we found that out, you know. So how about you? This is probably a hot take. Okay. But I'd probably put Letter to You is top five ah. Because it came out, like, it was during COVID, we needed... Bruce so badly and he produced an absolute fantastic yeah I don't think that's controversial at all I agree with you I think that um it 
I think the closest we can come to this is the rising, right? Yeah, Where yeah. we needed an album so badly and to hear the E Street Band after that horrible day in New York and then that year of COVID and all the uproar in, in the UK and the US and, and, you know, the political strife, the medical strife, the just the millions of people sick and, and so many uh, people dying uh, and just to get this ray of hope, this this album that is dealing with um, growing old and losing friends, uh, just was it. It is magical. It it just will always have a special place in my heart as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so if he when he tours again, I won't say if when he tours again. What are your thoughts, Josh? Do you think we're going to get a? Um, do you think we're going to get a lot of Letter to You and uh, Western Star songs? Or do you think it's going to be more of a like a reunion tour with a lot of just various songs from throughout his career? That's a question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there'll be more Letter to You than Western Star because that is an issue down Yeah, I think personally, I think the only songs he will perform live off Western Star are the title track okay and tucson train yeah because i think those songs will go with the history band really well yeah i i think so too and i know like little steven did a version of tucson train that's yes, available did, yeah yeah which was just a great you know version of that song uh so i, I absolutely um tell me um so let's let's talk a little bit. What's what are your future plans? What uh, what's going on next in your life? God. <laughs> um, to be honest, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, I um, think that's all of us. I, you know, yeah. I'm 62 and I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. Uh, I'm still <laughs> waiting to find out. So, yeah, that makes total sense. I'm uh, just taking every yeah. day as it comes. Really. <laughs> yeah. So. What I talk to me a little, I love that, um, you know, you're on Twitter at boss, no context. Um, I, that's how I ended up finding you. Why, what was your thought behind making your Twitter handle, you know, no context Springsteen and memes memes. Show me a little bit about what was your thought process with that? Um, one day, um, I was going through Twitter and I, didn't realize he had a no context page so yeah. i was like why not create one it has just exploded i made it in november it was late november i think and i'm almost at 1000 followers <laughs> oh very great that's perfect yeah. so it's yeah. just exploded yeah well hopefully we can get you a few more followers uh you know when we're talking about this um so, Josh, what else should I have asked you? What, 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 what story did I not ask you about that you want to share, if there is any? Well, I also have a story about one of the Wrecking Ball shows I was at. Oh, please, share. Um, from Cork 2013, which okay. is where I'm from. And this stadium where we played isn't far from where I am now. Um we, uh, I was with my, pe- I was with my parents and my aunt, and we weren't in the pit, but we were at the front of the other section, if you know what I mean. 
Sure. So we saw my uncle in the pit and we started talking to him. And then this security guard comes in between us and says, who's with the kids? So then obviously my parents and my aunt raise their hands as quick as they can. Then the security guard brings us over to the to the to the entrance of the pit and he yeah. puts wristbands on our wrists and we all entered the pit. <laughs> oh, how fun. Yeah, and that was probably the best Springsteen show I was at because it was in my hometown in quotation yeah. marks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he played he played Frankie which is in my top five songs of his. He played, mm-hmm. he, he did a fantastic cover of Wild Thing. Uh-huh. Uh, he, I think he played the first Real World, which was on piano since, it was either since the Human Touch and Lucky Town tour or since the Devils and Us tour. Wow. I forget. Yeah. Um, I'll have to confirm that with you. It could have been the first wheel was since 1992, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. And then he finished off with a fantastic acoustic underworld. That, he that, for about three hours or something. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a great experience. It's a really great experience. That's great. Well, you talked about getting Frankie. Are there other songs that you're chasing that you want to get sometimes? Yeah. Um, New York City. Serenade. Okay. I love to hear Racing in the Streets. Yeah. Um, gosh. Tunnel of Love. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. I agree. Yeah. Um, Incident on 57th Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drive All Night is another one. Uh, gosh. Good. That's, yeah. That's it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, that, so that's some ones, good answers. Yeah, so no. Those are the ones that were off the top of my head. <laughs> no, no, no. Those are good. Those are good. So, uh, Josh, um, you know, any other, any final thoughts before I get to the Mary question? Ooh, after Mary question. <laughs> All right. So, uh, one, um, I always like to give my friend, um, Jay Armstrong, a shout out. He's the one who invented this question. He is an honors English teacher that has recently retired. He has a book out called um, Bedtimes for the Living. I recommend the book strongly, but he would, when he was a teacher, he would take Thunder Road and break it apart um, as, and study it as a poem with his, uh, his English students. And they would discuss the themes. They talk about the imagery Bruce used. And at the end of the two days, he would ask the question to his students, does Mary get in the car? So Josh, that's your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Uh, I'm going to be optimistic and say yes. Okay. Yes, she does. And they drive off into the sunset and they end up having a fantastic time. <laughs> I love it. That is a great answer. That is a very great answer. Um, all right. And so as we talked about, your Twitter handle is at boss, no context. Um, please go follow Josh. Tell him you heard about him on Set Lustig Bruce. Um, anything you want to say uh, before I let you go? Um, I think that's about it. All right. Well, listeners, you stay safe. 
um, have a uh, go get vaccinated, go get um, boosted. Uh, remember to be kind to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. For now, take care of yourself. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, listeners. And we'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Goodbye. I want and need your feedback. You can reach me multiple ways that tell me what you like or don't like about the show. You can reach out to give me guest suggestions or maybe to join me on the podcast yourself. We're on Twitter at SetLustingBruce or at Jesse Jackson DFW. I have an Instagram, SetLustingBruce or Jesse Jackson DFW. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash setlustingbruce. Go to patreon.com slash setlustingbruce to find out how you can support the show. And we have several tiers of support. Please go to your favorite podcast player and hit subscribe. And tell a friend about the podcast because that is the way we're going to grow. If you're not tired of hearing me speak, you can hear me on Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast, where Charles Skaggs and I talk all things Doctor Who, the How Many podcast, where me and my friends Gary, Scott, Bob, and Jr. talk pop culture, and finally, my newest podcast, The Last Best Hope for Conversation, a Babylon 5 podcast, where Karen, Lou, and I are going through the TV show Babylon 5 one episode at a time. I am always looking for guests, so please reach out to me, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. That listening, Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.